On this episode, we drop the boom. This is an unstructured conversation about the warrior's mindset, discipline, our generation, active shooters, fitness, and we're gonna dive deep into the warrior's mind. Our special guest today is Navy SEAL Ray Cash Care. He's a warrior that can lay down the boom. Ray is a master motivator, mindset, and fitness coach. He's also best known for his role as a top-tier instructor in the History Channel, The Selection. Now, gentlemen, please be advised, this episode is not for the faint of heart. We're going to go soul-searching here, and we're going to drop nuggets of wisdom that might take you to another level. Most importantly, we're going to tell the truth. Face it and get real. Stand by. Rise up a warrior, my brothers. Welcome back to the Man of War. My name is Rafa Conde, and of course, I am your host. Listen up, gentlemen. Check this out. I want you to think about this for one second here before we get started. We are just about a year. We're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary here in the next two shows. I am just about, fuck, I can't believe we've gone this far. And it has been because of you because of your support because of your dedication and commitment to the man of war movement when i first started this podcast as you know well my goal was to forge men into warriors my goal was to inspire and motivate from the front my goal was to change lives and guess what we have as a team done that And I'm very, very thankful for this because we have come together so strongly. I decided to do something so, so special. December 1 and 2, downtown Miami, Florida. We're talking about the Conclave of Warriors. This is going to be an annual event, but most importantly, this is going to be the most powerful event that you will ever attend. Check the lineup out right now. We got Navy SEAL Jason Redman, Navy SEAL Brent Gleason. We have ATF undercover agent, New York Times bestseller, Jay Dobbins. We got badass entrepreneur, Bajeros Koulian, and of course, mastermind himself and the king of dropping bombs, Brad Lee. And if you want to get motivated and get inspired and get the real fucking truth in your face. Look no further than the man that I'm having on my show right now, Ray Cash Care. This guy is a master motivator. He is a fitness expert, a mindset expert. He's gonna lay down the boom. There's no doubt about it, especially when we open those doors that overlook the Miami River and we step into that crucible and know that from there, our lives are gonna be changed. All right, my brothers, listen, this is December 1 and 2, the Hyatt Regency, Miami, Florida. All right, myself, along with these six badass elite warriors, are going to be there. We're going to be all about inspiration, all about motivation, all about strengthening your mind, your body, and your spirit. It's going to be a full two days of immersive training like you have never experienced before. 
You don't have the option here to miss this. Right now, we have early bird tickets as we speak, okay? Only for the month of June. And I would urge you to jump on the tickets now and early so you can save some money for sure. All right, my brothers, listen, this is designed, this event is designed for entrepreneurs and warrior-minded individuals. Men or women does not matter. The bottom line here is this. I want in those seats individuals that are willing to walk the walk, that are willing to step up to that next level. All right, grab your tickets now at conclaveofwarriors.com. That's conclaveofwarriors.com. And one last thing before we go, do yourself a favor, grab the free manual titled Strengthen Your Warrior Spirit. It's absolutely free. You can grab it at forgingawarrior.com forward slash manual. All right, let's jump right into it and get ready to lay down the boom. Ray Cash Care, welcome to the Man of War podcast, my brother. It is an absolute honor to have you on again. Thank you for having me, sir. I'm pumped to be back. Awesome, man. Listen, last, uh, damn, it's been a long time, brother. I can't believe that uh, it's been almost nine months since I had you on uh, on the first episode, and that th- that episode took off. It was unbelievable how many people wanted you back on. All right, so listen, just to start with, introduce yourself a little bit. I know most of my guys definitely know who you are, but for those that don't, that kind of missed a wave, let them know who you are a little bit here. Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is uh, Ray Care, call sign Cash. Uh, I'm just a motivated individual, 46 years young, uh, spent a good part of my time in the SEAL teams, broke off, did some work for some people overseas, and now I've changed my uh, battlefield, if you will, to health and fitness, motivating, educating, and decimating people, making them better from the inside out. Uh, that's me <laughs> in a nutshell, brother. I love it. I love it. All right, so Ray, let, let's talk a little bit about your mindset, right? How you just, you know, you were in the SEAL teams and here you are in the real world now and in, in, in Mother Nature, in, in in the battlefield of what we call life, right? You're out there. I mean, I'm, I'm seeing so many different uh, aspects of you, especially on Instagram. You go out there, you're not only motivating just, you know, your battle-ready guys, but you're motiva- motivating everyone changing the mindset yeah um you know it's more than just i try to do more than just motivate people i try to inspire people and what i want it to be is a universal concept and people go what the hell does that mean i want to be able to teach people how to better themselves and pass it on from you know i don't target one group you know you're talking about my mindset i used to call it the tip of the spear mindset you know that one percent but after a lot of careful consideration and you know we have some some mutual friends in florida i changed that name i actually i I gotta tell you my wife changed the name i'm married she's the boss to frog mindset (laughs) which which applies everybody goes well wait a minute i'm not a navy seal exactly frog means forever reaching one's goal and the reason what i'm trying to do is i'm trying to help every single person on the fucking planet be better and that doesn't mean i'm not i'm not going to make everybody a millionaire I'm not going to make everybody a triathlon. I'm not going to make everybody a world-class athlete. But if I can reach one person out of a million and they say, you know what? I am better for the things that I've picked up from Cash and his following and his, you know, we call them my cast cast stones, the people who follow me. Um, 
then it's then it's success, you know. Success is helping others help themselves. And the one thing that I'm doing that's different than a lot is I don't target one group. I'm not just target targeting individuals that want to be Navy SEALs. That's been done. I'm not just targeting children. It's been done. I'm trying to target everybody from an 80-year-old person to a five-year-old toddler who just wants to be better. Whether And what I do is I take – Things that I've learned, you know, the most, and I know you can relate to this, the most successful people in life, brother, are the people who have failed a million times. Absolutely. And you are probably never going to be, do a podcast with anybody who has failed more than me. I'm telling you, um, the Redmonds, everybody else you have now, he's been through a lot tougher shit than me, but I have failed so many times that it's it's a running joke in my house. You know, I'll come up with an idea, I'll bomb it 20 times, but I'll, I'll find a way. You know, I'll motivate myself and go, shit, you know, things have been tougher. I've been in harder situations than I am right now. You know, I've been hungry, I've been tired, I've been cold. You know, I've, I've been under gunfire. It's like, okay, if I've endured that, if I've, if I've dealt with that hell, why don't I develop the concept, my seven points of performance, and teach individuals so they can use it, ready for this, not just in the gym, but in their battlefield. And I've told you this before, a single mom, her battlefield may be working and then coming home to her kids. Right. Um, if, you're mar- if you're married, <laughs> sometimes, you know, um, I get into battles with my wife, you know, my wife, I'm going to lose. But Everybody has a battlefield, and what I'm trying to do is make them better at whatever they're they're setting their mind to. That's it. That's the trick. I love it. I love it, man. So what you're telling me here is that your mindset, that that strong vision that you have and that strong mission is not just for Navy SEALs. It's, it's basically for anybody that wants to commit themselves to be better and to overcome challenges, right? That's that's it. And you know what? That should be that should be every single person in the entire world. I, you know, I, I I know it's a new generation. We've we've gotten this before. Don't get me started with the enti- the self entitlement. <laughs> but every day that you get up, you should literally say to yourself. And I mean, I haven't. You know, my daughter's getting ready to turn ten. What can I do better today than I did yesterday? How can I go to sleep better than I did yesterday? You know. I have a motto, you know, for the older generation. Will you have, did you have more people at your wedding or are you going to have more people at your funeral? And people go, what the hell does that mean? It means, did you make a legacy? Did you make an impact on life? Sure, you're going to have 300 people come to your wedding because they're your friends, but they want the free food and the drinks. Let's not lie. Fuck and the yeah. single guys are going there to hook up with the good looking women. Let's not bullshit. But somebody that's going to come to my funeral when I'm however old if I can get that same amount of crowd, my goal is to get through, pack them in the house because did I spread the message, you know, the, the mindset, the motivation, the education, the dedication. Did I make my legacy on life? It's not about money. You know, monetary value means shit to me. It means nothing to me. Some of the greatest people in the world are rich and they don't have a pot to piss in. That's where I, I think society has gotten turned around everybody's worried about the cars and and the planes and all this bullshit you know if you're happy with yourself and you know i'm happy to going home to my beautiful wife and daughter man i have my castle 
You know, I have my pickup truck. That's my Lamborghini. If I want more, instead of bitching and whining and pointing a finger of, hey, why the fuck does he have it and I don't, then go do it. You know, it's for everybody. That's what it's about. Fuck yeah, man. And this is why I am I am so psyched having you on stage, man, coming up at the Conclave of Warriors. This is going to be a major, major event here. I mean, I, I got to tell you that, you know, the way you speak, the way that you inspire, I mean, that's, that's what we're looking for in this event, man. And I got to tell you right now, right off the bat, that for those that are planning to come to this event, be ready because it's going to be on. Yeah, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch base with that. I mean, I'm not going to get into who's coming. You know, obviously, that's, that's not my job, but this is what I would tell you. Um, I can speak for, I know some of the other people there. This will be a life-changing event. Um, and, you know, I tell everybody life's hard, train harder. I promise you, um, I'm bringing my A game and I'm ready to, I'm ready to show people, uh, what I can do and what I stand for because, you know, you got to lead by example. I will never ask, I've told you this before, and this is one of the things we've talked about offline. I will never ask anybody to do something that I can't do, haven't done, and at 46 years young, still can't do. Um, I think people that do that are frauds and fakes. I think people that, you know, hey, go do a thousand sit-ups and they can't do a thousand. I can't do a thousand sit-ups. You saw, you saw the show, The Selection. If we needed that, we'd bring in Sean Haggerty. Um, yeah. I still call him every week and say, I can't do a thousand sit-ups. But, you know, I bring, I bring my flavor and my, my flair to, to whatever it is I do. And um, the worst thing that people can have right now is give me time to prep. Because I'm prepping for battle and I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And then that fucking morning, I can't wait, man, to kick ass on that PT right by the uh, Miami River. That's going to be an amazing time there. Amazing yeah. time. Totally and stoked, man. Hey, my brothers, just a quick break in the action here. I want to talk to you about a company by the name of NFW Watch Company. You all know that I am a big time watch collector. I love fine timepieces, solid tanks, right? All about the quality of the material, all about the look, all about the feel. Because warriors in my book do not cheap out on watches. Warriors in my book have a fine timepiece on their wrist at all times. With that said, you don't have to run out there and spend $20,000 on a fine timepiece. Let me talk to you about this company, NFW Watch Company. They are backed by a gentleman by the name of George Fox. He's a badass dude and a stickler for quality and precision. You got to check out his timepieces. Check out the Valor. That is one of my favorite watches. You see me wearing that all the time. It is a World War II replica watch. And it has the simple lines, but the ruggedness to it. Sexy and fucking straight up, man. That is a man's watch. You got to have this on your wrist, no doubt about it. NFWonline.com, NFWonline.com. Put in a code MANOFWAR and you're going to save 10%. All right, my brothers, let's get back to the show. And again, pe people need to understand what I do is, it's not PT. What I do is I do team building. I take individuals with different backgrounds, with different uh, levels of fitness, with health, different levels of mindset. And what we do is, is we, I teach them how to feed off of each other's strengths and weaknesses. You're only as strong as your weakest person. Now, you know, there's going to be individuals there, and I get it. 
But this is not an individual event. This engagement that I'm coming to is a team-building environment, and I am literally going to motivate and educate people. You know, and what I love about it is motivation and PT is like a sleep cycle. And I don't know if people have ever dealt with sleep deprivation, but you go through phases. You go through, you know, you get hysterical, you get emotional, you get angry. This could happen. Um, you know, I'm not going to give any any hints to what I'm doing, but you, you, the true test of someone is when they're being pushed beyond their their level of comfort. You know, I make I try to teach people how to be comfortable being uncomfortable. That's what this is about. I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm going to make it very clear. This is not a dick measuring contest. I don't do that. Hey, no. What I do is I evaluate people emotionally, psychologically, and physically, and I push them farther than they've ever been pushed before. And people go, how the hell can you do that in an hour or two? And this is what I tell them. Fucking watch, because I will. Love it. Love it. That's fucking power talking right there, man. Awesome. All right, so I want to dive deep into Ray Care here. I want you to tell me the most up, fucked up situation, the most difficult situation that you have ever been in your life. Uh, you know, I deal with things that are ongoing. I've got I've got demons in the closet, you know. Um, you know, if anybody has watched the shows, you know, I've dealt with an abusive father at a young age. Uh, I've dealt with, uh, you know, he was murdered when I was young. I've dealt with a, a, a single mom um, busting her ass who I don't even speak to now. She's not a loving woman. I deal with a lot of internal demons. You know, everybody would go, I cash, I think battle would be the toughest thing that you've dealt with. Or no, it's, uh, I think the sense of, of loneliness that I've had for the longest time. I've endured a lot of eternal, uh, emotional internal pain and instead of bitching and moaning about it and going down a dark alley um when i was about 21 years old and or excuse me 19 years old and i, I was either going to go down the, a, a bad path of jail or join the military i made the conscious decision that you know what fuck them um i'm gonna do this on my own and i have never looked back um you know do i miss my dad you know, do I have issues with my mother? Yeah. And they're, they're tough, you know, and I don't, I don't talk about them a lot, but you know, me and you are pretty tight, but instead of, I used to keep it all inside. Does that make sense? I used to just totally keep totally. that all bottled up. I've learned how to channel. And a lot of it was, uh, I got to give credit to my wife, Tricia. She saw this in me, you know, she, I was an angry person by nature. I'm an angry individual and I had to learn how to channel that negative energy and put it into something positive. And I mean, it's, it's really worked and it, it hasn't happened overnight, you know, mindset and pain and dealing with issues. You know, I was told that I have uh, PTSD from being a child. Wow. I'm, and I told a doctor, are you fucking kidding me? I have, I may have PTSD from seeing my brothers die. And I was told by the lady, no, all this anger and this, this drive that you have stems from being a child. And it's, I have a hard time dealing with it. I, I I don't like to think that that kind of thing could affect me the way that it did, but I took a positive and I turned it into a negative. So I think dealing with loneliness, abandon, abandonedness, not being loved, 
you know, I don't want to get into that. I wasn't held. I'm blaming the world bullshit. I just think that um, I've learned from my mistakes and I try, that's why I think I try to motivate and educate people so much because I don't want them to go through the same shit that I did, you know? You always want more for others than you had. And that's what, that's, I think that's what my mission is. Awesome. So tell me a little bit about your father. I mean, what, what age were you when he passed away? My father was 11 when I passed away. Uh, we spoke about this on the selection. Actually, what had happened was, is my parents divorced when I was very young. I used to stay with my mother on the weekends. Uh, from what I can remember and what I was told, my father, uh, I, I grew up in Dundalk, Maryland, which is not a good part of town. Right. Um, you know, a lot of, kind of like a south Southie of Baltimore, if you will. And my father got into a bar fight. Um, I don't know how that how it ended up, but he he didn't have a license. He was walking home from the bar, and the gentleman that I guess he beat the shit out of ran him over with a car and drug him. And you know that was the end of uh, that. So at 11 years old, you know I'm living with my father. I'm being told that I have to go live with my mother, changing schools, getting into fights. It just started a whole domino effect of just bullshit and just you know anger and pain and wonder and fucking why you know this guy my this guy excuse me my father was taken from me and you know i was just an angry fucking kid growing up um how did you pull yourself out of it i mean i mean for for an 11 year old child i mean no matter how you look at it i mean you're still a baby in mind right i mean you're i mean that had to scar you man you know when i think of the mindset and how i'm driven and and what drives me i think that something there, there's just this internal instinct, this, this button that is, that can be, most people can't find it. I think it was pushed and something told me, you know, I mean, I was angry. I got a lot of fights, but, um, it took me years to learn how to harness this. And I just, I think I started developing the mindset. Then I've always been a, a, a kid that has been challenged and I love competition, but man, when that happened, I mean, I can it's funny things that you can remember and things that you can't. I can remember 72 Hewing Drive is where I lived. Um, my Aunt Betty was a police officer. She came and told me. And I remember they took me back to my to my dad's house where I lived in Dundalk. And I took a bat and I destroyed my room. And I didn't understand why. And to this day, I was just so fucking angry of why they they took this guy from me. And I had him. He, he was an abusive father. Um, but I loved him. You know, he was mine. You know, and... uh no regrets. I just wish, um, you know, I hope, and I think that's what drives me so much. I hope that I'm making him proud and that I'm being better than he was. You know, you always want your kids to be better than you were. I'm sure that's what he wanted for me and that's what I want for my children. So I think that's what the deciding key component was that gave me that frog slash warrior mindset at a young age, you know? Yeah. So at what point did you say, I just got to go to the military? It is time for me now to... to change my life and, and take the route of going into the Navy and, and, and becoming ultimately a Navy SEAL? Yeah, I was, uh, I was going to some community college, fucking around, um, chasing women, getting into fights all the time, doing some construction. And I'll tell you what did it for me. I was working, <laughs> this is stupid, but I was doing uh, roofing. I can't remember the guy's name. I can't remember his name for my life, but I was 18 he was 29, long hair, and I, I, I kind of looked up this guy. You know, he was a roofer. He had a cool car. And I thought this guy was like fucking 40 or 50 years old. 
you know, he was dark, he had long hair, and he, you know, he smoked pot, and he did this shit. I was like, you know, he was 29. You know, I mean, I thought he was older than that, but I was like, oh my God, I've got to change my fucking life, or I'm going to be this guy. I'm going to be 29 looking like I'm 50, acting like an adolescent with nothing. I mean, he lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, I mean, that's cool when you're, you know, when you're young, but when you're 29, 30 years old, you better have your shit together, man. And that was the thing that said, you know what, I've got to find a better, a, a better career path than, you know, I, the SEALs was it for me, man. I, I, I heard about it, you know, I was in awe about it, who, you know, back then it was more mysterious than it is now. We didn't know much about anything. There weren't all these fucking books and workout videos. It was just, hey, if you want to try the hardest fucking thing in the world, come here and I was like that's me you know and uh, true story um, I'm dumb as a fucking bag of rocks man you can ask Jason Redman I I will <laughs> run through a fucking wall I, I'm the most loyal Jason Redman calls me a loyal pit bull I am loyal as, as as the day is long but I'm not book smart it took me three times to pass the fucking ASVAB mechanical because this is why if a train's going 50 miles an hour from the east and another train's going 40 miles an hour to the west when are they going to I don't know I've never even been on a fucking train. I don't know. But my point is, is I had to, I could have given up. You know, the first time I didn't pass it, okay, I joined the Navy, um, and I took it again. Second time I took it, I missed it by fucking one point, swear to God. Because God is my one fucking point. Oh, fuck. Most people, and I studied my ass off, and most people told me, give it up, Cash, it's never going to happen. And then that lit a fire under me. I was like, no, because all these fucking people, and I know, I know people can relate. There are people out there that are telling you you can't amount to anything because I was told that my whole fucking life. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going out like that, man. I'm going to prove to the fucking world that I can do it. And, hey, I'm sitting here talking to you, which is a pretty big fucking honor. Fuck Former yeah, Navy man. SEAL doing some other shit. And, you know, awesome. I'm, I'm, my, my following's growing and I'm doing good things. You're damn right you're doing good things. You're inspiring and motivating a lot of people out there. And that's a beautiful thing. Right, I'm going to flip hats here. Tell me what your biggest success was in your life. Yeah, my bis biggest success, everybody's going to think, was a team and everything, uh, would be marrying my beautiful wife, Trisha, and having my daughter, Nyla Jane, who is you know my little three-time state champion. She is me. She looks like her mother, thank God. When she was born, she looked like me, and I thought she was going to be, we'll just say a professional softball player we'll leave it at that i was like oh my god but um she changed her looks and she's got that drive and dedication and awesome. the reason why that is the biggest success of my life is because i have to work at that harder than anything else does that make sense it's ongoing oh, yeah. like you know just like the teams you know you get there you get that trident you think you think that's where it ends no motherfucker that's where it begins when i put that ring on my wife's finger that's when the hard work started. When Damn we had right. my daughter, you know, that's where it starts. And, um, you know, through the years, I've learned a lot. And, you know, I talk about my seven points of performance, and I'm not going to get into that because that's about, but time management and what you do with your time is critical because you have to prioritize things. And until I met that woman, you know, I used to prioritize everything around team me. I was selfish. I still am selfish. My wife tells me I'm a selfish prick all the time. But I'm learning and I'm constantly bettering myself to put them first, you know. So that's, that, is my, that is my biggest success and yet to this day still my biggest challenge. 
So how do you use your mindset in your relationship? I mean, to be a dad, to be a husband, I mean, from, from my experience, it's definitely a challenge. I mean, my days go 18-hour days at times. Sometimes I don't come home. You know, I, I know that you live a life also where you travel. And, and so, I mean, how do you, you know, use your mindset and overcome the challenge of, you know, a relationship because that's tough and then being a father that's even tougher well the first thing i had to do is i had to dial it down i had to tone shit down because my wife used to tell me i'm not the enemy you know that that's the thing that she says to me all the time i am not the enemy i'm not against you awesome because i'm so used to everybody being against me in life my mother everybody telling me i can't do it then when you finally meet somebody that's the complete opposite you don't want to let that fucking guard down. You know what I mean? You're like, you're still, I'm still giving her that Heisman block, you know? And she came up to me and she said, listen to me, we've got to work together. And she told me, and she's the one that helped. I had to find balance. I had to find that, you know, this is a woman, you know, this, my wife's 105 fucking pounds. You know, this is not a, this is not Hezbollah. This is not a fucking right, you know, right. militia. This is not the enemy. And I had to just dial it down with everything. Cause I'm a very intense person. And what was so great about that is when I dialed down, she was a very mild-mannered woman. She has gotten more aggressive. So we have balanced each other out because life's about, you you know, with the martial arts, life is about balance. You've just got to give and take. And I had to learn, here you go, for anybody that's fucking married out there, my what you have to pick and choose your battle. I used to nitpick about everything. Man, brother, you know, you can't do that in life. You have to pick and choose your battles, prioritize what's important. You know, am I putting bread on the table? Yes. Is is my wife's, um, uh, is she emotionally and physically happy? Yes. Is my daughter doing, you know, going to the best school that I can? Yes. Okay. Check, check. You got to put those checks in the box, you know. Um, I actually made up a list of things that I know my wife likes and the thing, things that I know my wife can't fucking stand. And for the longest <laughs> time, I'd look at them. You know, you have to. Yep. yep. Um, I'm lost without her. I mean, I, I know you. You've got a great lady too. I mean, you're. I tell everybody, man, men are the king of the jungle, but motherfucker, it is the woman's jungle. Times have changed. This is not 19 fucking 50 where, you know, there's a lot of ladies out there doing a lot of great things, and sure. I owe my 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 children are the way they are, not because of me, because of my wife. I, I wish I could take credit. I mean, my daughter has the drive and dedication. I, I think, you know, I've, I've instilled that into her, but man, she's, she's her mother, you know, she's strong. I mean, my wife is stronger than me and people go, that makes no sense. Dude, I'm telling you, my wife is the strongest fucking gal I've ever met. She, I've broken down before. I'll say it in front of you. I've, I've had times where, dude, you know, we're bills add up. Fucking life gets tough, you know. I mean, I'm I'm motivating and edu- and you know, and I, I'm 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 driven and I have you know drive, but I'm human. I make fucking mistakes. Um, you know, things get me emotionally distraught sometimes, and it's great to have somebody that you can lean on. You know, I everybody always leaned on me. You know, that was what my life was about. I never had anybody to lean. On. I had never had anybody. You know, I'm not telling you. Let's make this real clear. I don't fucking cry to my wife in the fetal position every night, but. You know, um, it's just really important to have that support and of, of whomever, whether it's a wife, it's a friend, because I tried doing it all by myself until I got into the SEAL teams.
That's awesome. And that is, you know, what I love about you, man. You're you're raw and you're straight up. I mean, you don't there's no gray area with you. You're black and white. You tell it like how it how it is, man. And that's uh very important. Very important nowadays. You love me or hate me. There's no in between, brother. There's no in between. I love that, man. And uh, that's why in my book, you're a warrior, man. You're a warrior-minded individual. You have what it takes. And basically, you walk the walk, man. A lot of people, unfortunately, I don't know if you agree with me here, but you know they talk a big game, but when showtime comes, they buckle. They buckle and they fucking belly flop. And uh, one of the main things that I believe in is that you know to be who you are, you have to know who you are. And, you know, we're all in this in this ride of self-discovery. We're all in this journey. But as long as you're committed to live a warrior lifestyle, to live a life with honor, right, to live a life that that embodies that warrior spirit, man, that is, in essence, everything that I'm about and I believe everything that you're about. And that's why there's a very small brotherhood of like-minded men out there and women that will hopefully, you know, change things for the better because our society, and I'm going to go there now, our society Ooh. is breaking down in many areas. And I have a five-year-old daughter and I have a 12-year-old son. <clears throat> and it's, you know, it's scary putting them out there in this environment. Uh, what do you think yeah. about that? Yeah, you know, that's, my wife's ready to homeschool my daughter. I mean, just, you know... Good God, when we were kids growing up, you know, you go outside, you beat the shit out of each other, you pick each other up, and it's over with. These days now, I mean, you know, it's society just, you know, people are batting their eyes now. It's school shootings. I mean, are you fucking kidding me? I mean, there's a school shooting like every freaking week. Um, I don't know what what the breakdown is. I don't know if it's... I don't know what the fuck it is. You know, I tell people all the time, get your kids off the fucking computer, get them off the fucking TVs, send them outside, let them go outside and play, discover nature, discover shit. You know, that's what life, that's how we did it. You know, and, and things were so much easier back then. You know, you see kids nowadays, man, I'll go to a restaurant, you see families, the whole fucking family, mother, father, kids, they're all on their own separate phones. Man, when we go there, phones are down. Me and mama are paying for dinner. Put the phones down and let's have some quality time. I think that's what America needs. They need just some – they need to put the fucking phones down, computers down. They need to take a few minutes a day and just spend time as a fucking family. I'm not talking the cleavers. You know, this isn't leave it the beaver. I know people are busy, but god damn, man. Just stop. Part I hate using that word. I apologize. Um, no, but but look, but you're, just, you're, you're right, man. I mean I agree. I, I, I think that – that there has to be a deeper connection with families. And, and I'll tell you from my point where, you know, I have parents, I teach kids also, right, in my martial arts program. So I, I, I get to see, you know, the parents. Also in the police academy where I teach, I teach young recruits that are coming up to be police officers. And Ray, I'll fucking tell you right off the bat, the difference between now and 10 years ago, the recruit that's coming through, there's a fucking huge difference. You know, some of these kids, I, and I hate to say it, a lot of these, you know, they're entitled. They're, they're, they want everything right here, right now. They don't want to put out the effort. And if they feel that they've been pushed too far, well, guess what? They're going to go and they're going to make a big stink about it. And this, our society is, this is what we're doing. You know, our society is 
going that route. And I, I believe in my heart of hearts that that is not a positive thing for our society. Yeah, I agree. I think from, you know, from, you know, born in 1972 to now, I think society has, doesn't understand the definition of respect and discipline. I think there's this, this misconnect, this disconnect of what that means. Example, man, I get pulled over by a police officer now for speeding. I turn the car off. I roll down the windows, put my hands out of the car. Yes, sir. Yes, fucking ma'am. I mean, it's because that's what I was told as a kid. I mean, yeah. I'm scared. And a little police officer come up and they're like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, uh, you know, my stepdad's a police officer and this is what I was taught, you know. But, I mean, I've listened to, you know, fellow first responders. I mean, you know, people are, you know, you rescue somebody, you've got to worry about a fucking lawsuit. You know, a police officer tells somebody to, to get out of the car. They don't get out of the car. Are you fucking kidding me? Somebody tells me, a police officer, a, a real police officer tells me, okay, I'm getting out of the car. I because it's not, and this is what I'm getting to, it's not taught. When I was growing up, you respected your elders. You respected people that put their self in harm's way. That's not just military. That's fucking doctors, nurses, you know, police officers, firefighters. I mean, Jesus, are you kidding me? You know, we Flags were flown everywhere. Nowadays, it's, you know, who can I sue? Who got me on tape? with this person doing this to me, it's bullshit, man. And it needs I to agree. change. And and the only time, I'm, I don't mean to cut you off, the only time that we come together as a fucking nation is when something traumatic happens and it's bullshit. Yes. Yep. You know, towers go down. We come together, flags are flying. Something happens, you know, a school. Why can't we do that all the time? I don't get it. You know what, if we did, we wouldn't have half the issues we did nowadays. I agree. Um, I'll add to that. I believe that fear is a big issue also of parenting. I think uh, nowadays, you know, people call police. Young kids are calling police because, you know, my, my parents spanked me or, you know, my parents pushed me or they grabbed me and whatever. And we're talking about, and I got to respond to a lot of these calls. So, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll take it just like it how it is and I'm not going to bullshit around the issue, you know. We have come down to a society where it's okay for kids to call the police because their parents spanked them. And you get there and you're like, well, what did you do, ma'am or sir? Oh, I spanked my child. The nine-year-old, you know, was getting, you know, sassy with the mom, so I spanked him. Okay, sayonara, see you later. And, you know, <laughs> I don't know how it was when you grew up, but if I screwed over, screwed up over at my friend's house, his parents would bust my ass too, call my parents, and they'd be like, good. I mean, and that was that was the thing. Nowadays, yeah. it, it is. It's ridiculous. It is. Kids Absolutely. aren't scared yeah. because there's no they, – they have nothing, you know – I'm trying to think of the word here. They, there's just nothing they need to own up for. They make a call. Police officer comes. It's done. Dude, if I would have called the police on my parents, my parents would have beat the fuck out of me. The police would have come, and then my parents would have probably beat the shit. I mean, it's ridiculous. I'm yeah. still scared to death of my, you know, I don't my stepdad. I could whoop his ass, but I respect him. I wouldn't touch him because growing up, you know, he laid the fist down when he had to, and he was good to my mom. So I respect him, and I just these fucking kids, man. I'll tell you what, my wife will still lay on my daughter's ass. It doesn't happen too often. Usually, she can just give her a look. But how many times, and I, I know you can relate, I, I know you have good kids, you see these fucking kids, they're fucking animals nowadays, young oh, kids, yeah. talking back to their parents, hitting their parents. Absolutely. Man, it's ridiculous. And society 
needs to fucking stop with this this political sissy bullshit and or, and just say, hey, knock it off, you little fuckers. That's it. No, oh, don't get me started. So what's your take on these active shooters? All right, like let let's let's get down to the meat here. What is your outlook on I mean on our school system here? I mean, reality is that, you know, while we're on the subject, hey, we need to change. Something has to change. And, you know, a lot of people talk about, well, you got to start from the children and start. Yeah, but we need something right now. We can start developing our children in a better way starting at this point. But the bottom line is that things are happening right here and right now. Do you think Personally, that we, we should have? Yeah. What do you think we should have I'll in tell schools? You what I think. I'll tell you what I think needs to happen. I think you either need to put, uh, and I know, you know, society doesn't want to spend the money, but you either need to, and you know, God, I hate saying this because I know I'm going to get fucking, you either need to teach teachers how to shoot guns or you need to put fucking individuals in those schools, you know, a known presence. I, I've told my, my daughter goes to a, a, a Christian academy. I told them, you know, I, I have, I have my, uh, Conceal weapons permit, you know, I'm up on everything. I would be happy when I'm home to stand in that school four hours a day, and I know other fathers that would. And, I, you know, people that are tactically sound. We need to educate teachers. We need to spend money on, I think, you know, like our school. You know, we it's a private school, so we do it ourselves. We put better camera systems up. We put uh, barriers up. But it's not enough. A lot of these public schools, you know. And the thing is, is society trains for an active shooter, okay, if and that's great if you have all these technology, but what if they get inside the fucking school? Then what? Right. You lock the school down. You've got a shooter in there. What do you do? You know, we're not teaching kids. We're not teaching anything. We're, we just neglect the subject and we think it's going to fucking go away. Well, I'm that here to tell right. you, it's not. That is right. And it's and, not and, going away because every time we do it, there's there's more and more. You know, there's more and more repercussions as as and more kids are dying. And what's the worst thing that's going to happen? The individual is going to kill themselves. Is that going to do justice to the fucking 12 parents that lost their kids? No. No. No, it's not. No. Me personally, I think you need to teach teachers. You need to educate teachers. There needs to be handguns and fucking, you know, I know people are like, oh, my God, no. Fucking put it in a safe. Put it in a fucking safe. Have, it, have put on courses where people are certified to use a weapon. Because I'm going to – let me – let me put it to people like this. You say, oh, cash, that's a horrible fucking situation. Okay. Close your eyes and imagine this. I'm in a school with a gun. Your children are in there and I start firing. What would you fucking want? Would you want, a t would you want 12 teachers to pull out fucking guns and shoot me? Or would you want me to kill, kill your children? That is a horrible fucking thing to do. I said it to the school board. They didn't want to hear it. Yeah. It's horrible. You need to get you need to have first responders in those schools. And, and I know we can't afford it. Teach teachers. You can put teachers through courses. I agree. I, come on. We, gotta do, I mean, we need to do something now. It's not going to stop. I agree. I mean, I think that it's a, uh, it's a very difficult situation where your, your kids, I mean, you're supposed to leave them in a safe haven, in a, in a safe place, and you're out there either, you know, working, doing your things, and, and you feel that your kids should be obviously safe, and all of a sudden, you know, you get these shootings, and it's like, holy shit. 
I mean, homeschooling has gone up by almost 100% over the last couple of years because of these uh, shootings. And I, I don't blame parents. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I, I think at this point in time that our schools are not as safe as they can be, no doubt about it. And also, I want people to know out there that you know, being a police officer, our time going into an active shooter, it's going to take minutes. It's not going to be like we're right there unless you have officers on hand right there. The bottom line is it'll take a couple of minutes and those two or three minutes or four minutes, a lot of lives can be lost. Yeah. And, and, and you know, as well as I do, if you have an active shooter, once that round, once that round's ejected and that bullet's traveling down wherever it's going, you can't pull it back. Two minutes is a long time. If I have a, and, and, and I'm not getting into gun laws and all this bullshit. Listen, we've had guns around since the dawn of time. Okay. It's not the guns that are killing people. It's fucking idiots. And whatever's going on nowadays with this whole social media thing. I mean, people are putting on social media that they're going to kill people. They, I mean, if you know, you weren't held as a child or whatever. And my thing is, is what I tell people, if you're having that kind of fucking issue, go off. And I know you're going to, this is probably going to get cut. Go off in the fucking woods to kill yourself. Do do yourself a favor. Don't go killing my kids who are you know who have aspirations and dreams. And the only way you're going to stop this is from the source, from the root. That means if the, if there's an active shooter in the school outside coming in is not the the time. You know everything is a TST time sensitive target. You know what I'm talking about. Right. Okay. That shit has to happen from the inside out. If I'm inside. I can neutralize or figure out what's going on a lot quicker than coming out, you know, you know, first responders, do you have a Doris plan? Do you have a schematic of the school? Do you have, no, but if you have somebody, you have teachers in there that know that school in and out, they know where to hide their children. They put their kids in the fucking closet. They lock the goddamn doors, pardon my language again. And they guess what? We're looking. Could we lose a teacher? Yes, we could. Okay. But teachers, you are first responders too. Your job is to protect my children, our children, when we're not there. And I know if I were a teacher, I would gladly give my life. And how many teachers, here we go, how many teachers with that fucking idiot um, that went to school um, up, up north died because they were getting shot in the back? Why? Yep. Because they were yep. protecting the children. They were protecting the children. They were doing what they, only thing they could. That's right. Oh. I agree. So tell me how you. I mean, you knowing how society is right now, how do you set your family up? In other words, for it, do you have some type of safety plan? Do you have some type of oh, yeah. of plan when you guys go out, say, to a movie, to a mall? I mean, give me a little bit of an yes. insight there. Yeah, we, uh, me and my wife both carry. Um, I teach my daughter certain things, like when she, whenever she's walking with mommy or daddy. Um, you know, I, I've taught her how to pie corners instead of walking corners tight. I've taught my wife where to park with lights, how to look for things. She she checks the car. Man, you've got it. You've got to You've got to educate these kids from the get go. You know, um, when I'm walking with my daughter, my daughter's nine years old. She holds my hand everywhere I go. She and she holds my support hand because I always have. You know what? On my left side, ready to go to work. You know. Um, but you got to teach them. You got to teach them. And the thing is, is I'm not I'm not being an extremist. I'm being a survivalist, man. That's all it is. I'm trying to survive in this fucking world because I'm here to tell you the world is starting to become an evil fucking place. You know, and, and that's the thing. 
you deal with you deal with fucking crazy shit all the time. We go overseas. We do what we do. Well, you got to come home. You send your kids off to school where you're where you're busting your ass to give them a better education so they can be better than you. And you got to worry about fucking active shooters. I mean, yeah, that, that's, school that's is a like, tough one. School no is like church. You know, it is. It's schools are like churches. Fucking, they sh- they're off limits. No matter who you are, you don't do that. You know, I mean, there's just you know, I, I I've never been to prison. I even heard there's there's codes in prison. I don't know much about that, but there's just certain fucking things you don't do. You know, you don't you don't you don't mess with 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 churches or houses or whatever it is. You don't fuck with kids, man. Kids are like the the purest thing that we have left in this world. Because once you get old and you know older, and the world starts putting its tarnish on you, you know you can either take my route or you can be a fucking sourpuss. But these kids, they're pure and they're our future, and people are killing our, our fucking future. Oh, I'm sorry, I no, get that, emotional. That, that's good, oh. man. That that's awesome stuff right there. Absolutely, I'm with you 100. percent Now let's talk a little bit about. <clears throat> we're gonna jump into fear. All right. Now, when we talk a little bit about fear from your experience, okay, why do you think people, especially nowadays, are walking around just fearing everything? I know we talked about active shooter situations, and of course, we need to be aware, but I think fear is a problem. I think people are damn scared of things, so they either don't say them, don't say something that's powerful enough that's going to make an impact or make a change because they're afraid, they have fear, or fuck, they won't even do things because they fear they fear the outcome of that. Well, there's there's repercussions for everything you fucking do these days, you know? A police officer or somebody, a first responder does CPR on somebody, cracks a rib, they try to sue him. Are you kidding me? There, there, are, there are people out there that are trying to win people over, dupe people over, get get money, fucking ruin people's careers for doing the right thing. And like I told you, back in the day, man, you know, I, I'm choking on something. You give me the Heimlich and you break my rib. Thank you, sir, for breaking my rib and saving my life. Nowadays, it's you've got to answer to everybody, you know, and, you know, race is an issue. Fucking, you know, are you an illegal alien is the fucking issue. We give them more than Christ. They have it better than my kids right now. And I make fucking 200 grand a year. I mean, it's everything that we have done has gotten so twisted and fucked up. And I don't know if we can ever bounce back. I mean, you know, I don't talk religion or politics. I'm glad Trump's in there doing the shit that he's doing. We need somebody. Is he the best president in the world? I'm not going to say yes, but for right now, we need a fucking mediator in there. That's, you know, going to start laying some fucking, you know, schoolhouse fucking rules down. That's what we need. You know, we've been just running amok for years, just doing this and doing that. And nobody answers for every, anything. And, you know, all of a sudden we find we find somebody. And you know what? If we burn one person, I know it's happened in the police force. It happens in the SEAL teams. If we burn one person and we make it public, the mob will leave us alone. That is not the right fucking answer. But, you know, if, if, if somebody does something, man, go to bat for your fucking your members. Hey, somebody break. Dude, they've had people break into people's houses. And, and, and what was the one where the guy fell through the fucking roof and he sued somebody? Oh, yeah, Are you yeah. kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty sad, but I, I, it happens, I, I, man. It happens quite often. People actually agreed with that. I'm like, 
But why was he breaking into someone's fucking... Well, that's not the issue. Well, what was the fucking issue, you moron? If you weren't breaking into a house, if you weren't breaking the law, this wouldn't happen. No fear. Doubt. No doubt. The reason why people fear everything these days, sir, is because no, no matter right or wrong, there's always going to be some type of repercussion, and it's not... And pretty much these days, 80% of the time, it's negative repercussion. It's just a fear-biting system. We, we feed off of fear. Fear is what's driving everybody right now. It is. Back in the day, it used to be the land of the free and the home of the brave is what drove people. And being patriotic, now it's, you know, if we scare people and we do this and we do that and, oh, oh, and this, oh, my Christ, don't get me started with, you know, you can't what's, say this. Ray, what scares you the most right now? I mean, what's your fear right now in, in life? The school shootings with my daughter. The school shootings with my daughter because she is the purest thing that I've ever had in my life. Amen. She's got a, you know, I, she sees things, you know, I, I don't shelter my daughter, but she sees things even as a child different than I did because she didn't have, I won't allow her to have that upbringing that I had. And if somebody fucking took her from me, you know, we talk about a world of repercussions. I, I think you would see a side of me that, you know, People would pay, um, and I don't. I don't. I don't know what that means. I'm not making idle threats, but that is what scares me more than anything. Is you know, I, I I defend my country, I defend my family. Yet when my daughter goes to the most sacred place, you know, besides home and church, that she's not safe. I don't know. I don't know how I would. I don't know how you would react to that. You're a you're a very oh, uh, disciplined oh. individual, but you're also a, a deadly fucking man. I mean, what do you do? Oh, what do it's you very do? scary, Ray. I mean, it's very, very scary. I mean, I got to tell you, my daughter starts kindergarten in a few months. She's going to a private school because I've, I've decided, and I know that at the very least, this school has a full time detail, a police officer detail. Um, but still, man, I mean, the bottom line is that you're, you're, I'm, I'm, I'm scared. I am truly scared. You know, someone just starts popping rounds and, and it, it's, it's something right now that it would have never been in my mind, say 15 years ago. And I don't think it would have been in your mind either, you know, where your daughter goes to school, it's a place of safe haven and bam, there you go. You have it. You, you're just locked in. I mean, I never heard we're about the same age. I mean, did you ever hear school shootings when you were growing up? Never. It was never even yeah. thought of. Yeah. I mean, a, a, a playground fight was the biggest thing that happened. You got right. in-school suspension. I mean, you know, we, it wasn't this shit you get nowadays, knives, guns. I mean, come on, man. Go out. And that's my thing. It, you know, leave schools alone and, and let's go, let's get back to the old ways, you know, where kids beat the crap out of each other. You know, you're not killing. And you, you learn from that, you know. You learn Absolutely. from. I've learned. I've learned some of the hardest lessons from left and right hooks. I have, you know, and I've given my own. I've given my own out. But you know, when a man's down, he's down. You know, this we're not at war. You don't need to kill anybody, and you move on from that shit. You suck up your pride, and you do that. But you know, kids just—it's ridiculous. And, and everybody wants. You know, that is not how you get fame and fortune. You know, the I fame. Agree. I agree. Is fucking killing kids. You know, you're going to be remembered. But you can remember it for someone that fucking mass murdered kids. Amen to that, man. Amen. All right. So what inspires you the most? What gets you happy and what really fucking just, you know, you, you, you're, you're just glowing. Well, give me that. You know, 
people always ask me that. It's it's life. I mean, I'm alive. You know, I've I've had a, a fucking rough a rough upbringing, and I've been through some some traumatic times, which I'm not going to get into with military and other things. Um, what gets me high is just get, being able to get up every day and make the most of my day. You know, I I listen to some of these podcasts. I'm going to say, who you know, you got to get up three o'clock in the morning. You know, no. It's it's not what you do. It's not what time you get up. It's what you do with the time you have. Um, my biggest boom, I use you know, boom is my my word, is life, man. I've got I've been put on this earth. I don't know why. I've been blessed, and I'm going to make the most of it. You know, I mean, every day could be your last day on earth. So, you know, I say get up happy, go to bed happy. You know, me and my wife make a rule: we don't go to bed, man. Could, you know, Christ, I've had guys die in their sleep. I am not going to be that guy. Um, I don't know if that's a generic answer, you know, guys are like, oh, but no, I'm, ha- I, I'm fucking high on life and I'm going to, and it's a constant high and it, and I like it because every day is a new adventure. Every day that I get up, it's a new day for me to start a new chapter in my life. Every fucking day. Now your followers that you have out there, mm-hmm. um, do they inspire you? Do they kind of keep you accountable for what you're doing? Is that something that, that you really live by? Oh yeah, man. You know, I tell I tell everybody all the time. I'm human, just like you. I need motivation. I got a guy right now, Edwards Group, who just sent me a. He sends me things every day. Let's see what this says. It's a picture of. I don't know what the hell it is, but he sends me motivational quotes every day because I need it. You know, not everybody gets up every day in the best of moods, ready to conquer the world. We all come on, man. Christ, my wife. She don't have her cup of coffee. Don't even talk to her. But yeah, I feed off of individuals too. You know, and that's what's so good. And and. And I think you, people can relate more when you have when you're more human. You know, I'm not subhuman. I'm not, you know, I don't get up and piss. You know, I tell everybody get up and piss excellence. That doesn't mean I do it every day. I'm telling you to do it. You know, um, I I love I love when people have issues and turmoil in their life because they're I judge them by how they deal with it. I have people all tell man I had I'm going out for the police uh, academy. Can you help me with some mindset stuff? Sure, man. Give them some stuff. They'll write me. I joined the military. That's what it's about. And, you know, and I've written a couple people, yeah, I'm, I'm down today. What do you suggest? And people are like, wait a minute, you're asking me for advice? Of course I'm asking you for advice. I'm human. I don't know everything. If I did, I'd probably be wearing a fucking white robe and have long hair. You know, I make mistakes. You make mistakes. It's, it's trial and error. You know, and I think people relate to me because I am raw and, you know, what you see is what you get. And I'm definitely a man that, like I said, I make a thousand mistakes. You don't see the mistakes I make. People only see the success. You know, they see the good stuff, but you don't see all the trial and error. And you know, you know as well as I do, man. Just like with martial arts, how many times have have you tried something and gotten your ass kicked or been thro- before you infinite, got it? Like, infinite practice, times, you know? sure. Exactly, muscle memory, man. I, I'm training my mind. I'm programming myself to be better every day. That's what I do. Do you enjoy teaching other people? I fucking love it. I fucking love it. And you know why I love it? Because I can be in a room full of people. But, you know, and you know as well as I do, when you're speaking or you're martial, you look at people's body. I study their body language. I'm watching their eye contact. I'm watching if they're fidgety. And then all of a sudden, if you're if you're preaching, you know, I call it preaching. You reach one person. You see somebody just kind of sit up a little higher, or, or just give you a different look. Man, that's what it's fucking about. That's Hell what it's yeah. about. Hell yeah, oh, especially when Lord. you can transform lives and people send you an email or, or you see it there and it's like, yeah, man, it, it, it makes it all worthwhile. I, no doubt about it. 
I ever I get I get probably thirty or forty IGs a day from people saying how I've re, I've touched their life in a positive way, and I make sure this is God is I answer every single one of them and say thank you so much. I appreciate the kind words, and your response has given me strength to keep going. And people love that. They're like, I can't believe is this really you? I'm like, fuck yeah, it's me. Yeah, man, this is because this is a this is an effort. This is a this is a team effort. You know, mindset and motivation and and life. It's about you know constantly bettering yourself. I can't do it by myself. I need your help, man. I need everybody's help. Absolutely. And like, again, you're raw. You are definitely an approachable guy. You're out there trying to help others, giving of yourself. And that's that's the important part, man. This is why you're a warrior. And for our listeners, you know, think of it this way. Ray goes out there. He gives of himself every single day. I'm out here giving of myself every single day. And I got to tell you, I'm not expecting jack shit in return. Ray's not expecting jack shit in return. He does it. I do it because that is part of our DNA. And you guys, and, I, and I'm talking to you directly, you guys need to understand that. You guys need to understand the fact that when you give of yourself, you're going to be bettering yourself across the board. Now, Ray, when you went into this show, The Selection, all right, and uh, I, I, tell me a little bit about how it was and these people that you interacted with that were trying to get through the program. Ooh. Um, well, you know, it's let's, let's real quick, you know, to get to the show, there's a process. Um, you know, you have to be interviewed. And then there. just so you know, a lot of people, this is behind the scenes. There was about... 20 or 30 instructors originally that they had that they were looking at we were all sitting in the room and you know they we all talked amongst ourselves and then they interviewed us and i'll tell you what they could not have handpicked a better group of men than they picked for that show i mean i'm not talking me i mean i'm bert my god i mean every single person that show even donnie you know i call him the black hammer his silence is deafening like he is you know he's a big martial arts guy but, you know, just every single person brought something to the table. And then to see these individuals, you know, it was funny because, you know, they do their interviews and, oh, you can't make me quit and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, what's funny. What a lot of people don't realize in that show is we don't make anybody quit. They quit on themselves. That's what happens, especially if you watch the show. The first few people, they just they, they have never been used to being uncomfortable. They had right, their idea, right. their mindset of what uncomfortable was, but they have no no idea because they were just sheltered. You know, going to the gym and, and breaking a sweat, wow, okay? I've seen some of your workouts. I wouldn't be able to walk for days. My muscles would be sore. But you know what? I would embrace that shit because I know that that pain is temporary and it's going to leave and I am going to obtain knowledge from that. And these individuals that left the fucking show and just, you know, Christ, we had a guy and a girl – the one SWAT officer quit early. I we couldn't believe it. He was he. I thought he was going to go a week or two, and that's no dig on first responders. But we had other people that just fuck this. I mean, there were people that just didn't want to get up, and they left. So, what is my thought on them? You know, ah, uh, mindset being motivated isn't. You know, it should be for everybody, but it's not. I, I don't. I don't even know how to answer that question you asked. It's do, so do you, funny. Do you do you think that? You know, it, it takes a special individual 
to get through and to really tap into you know pushing themselves beyond that that self-imposed limit or do you think that given time anyone could kind of crush through those self-imposed limits you know so i'm, I'm kind of giving you a question here twofold because yeah. like the guys that came in through the selection those guys or and, and gals i mean Technically, they were they were ready for that, right? I mean, they had to go through some type of of screening before they selected them, right? Yeah, yeah, they they do. I, I think it takes a special a special person because here's the thing: when people usually like let's let's use buds for an example, okay? Let's use buds. One hundred and thirty three of us showed up. We were all in the the in our prime, PT wise, blah blah blah, whatever. But we not all of us had that internal mindset component that will that will to succeed. There's some people that just you know they're going through life with blinders on, and they think you know just because you you're in shape doesn't mean you're you're fit. Does that make sense? Just totally. because you look it doesn't mean you're healthy. And my thing is is just because you show up for something doesn't mean you have the mindset. People need to learn how to tap into their inner self and discover who they are. And it's a fight, man. When you're going through this shit, there's a thousand reasons why you could quit. You have to literally fuck that. You have to only focus on the one reason why you're there. Okay. It's not what happens if I quit. It's what is it going to be like when they pin that trident on me? That's what that was. You know, people ask me what there is no trick to buds. There's no trick to any of this shit. You have to figure out your why and what drives you. You have to keep it simple, stupid, and you need to just get the shit done. You know, you sure. went through the police force. Not everybody made it through the police force, correct? Oh, no. Of course yeah. not. Okay? But everybody knew mm. exactly what they needed to do when they got there, correct? It's not a, a, a secret, right. right? You know, right. Pe- Absolutely. In, in Buds, you know you have to be able to run three miles, do this, this, and this as a minimum. That's the easiest fucking thing you're going to do. Mm-hmm. From there, you better be ready to have growth and expansion. And if you if you can't keep up with with that, guess what? You're going to get left behind. And I think everybody has the ability to do it. I think there's only probably 2 or 3% of society that are willing to do it. You're Absolutely. one of them. Absolutely. Of them. The speakers that we have coming obviously are those individuals. I don't know how to get to tell people how to get it. If I did, I would be so fucking rich. It would be ridiculous. Um, but what I can do is I can teach people and you can teach people how you did it and learn without giving them, you know, I mean, you, you have to figure out what works for you. You know, I give people my seven points of performance and I tell them, now what you need to do is you need to, I've given you the raw skills. Now what you need to do is you need to file them and shape them into what works for you. Because what works for me and what works for you, sir, may not be the same thing. Absolutely. We could, both, we, may, we could both get through the same training, but you could take a whole fucking different approach than me. But what we're looking for is that outcome. We want the same outcome. And in life, it's, you know, my, the, what I'm looking for in life is success, whatever that means to me. Your idea of success and mine could be two different things. That's it. Absolutely. That's some great stuff, man. I'm really good, solid stuff there, Ray. Listen. For our listeners, Ray Care is going to be live, all right, at the Conclave of Warriors, December 1 and 2, downtown oh. Miami at the Hyatt Regency. We're going to be kicking it live. People, this is the event of the year right here. Never 
have there been so many warriors that are specifically going to be talking to you, right, disseminating information about that warrior mindset, about success, about leadership, about strengthening your warrior spirit, man. This is solid as can be. Ray, man, I look forward to seeing you on stage coming up. Before we go, where can people follow you? Where can people reach you? Yeah, um, I'm on uh, main part. Uh, you can hit me up on Instagram under uh, Raymond Care. Uh, guys, definitely give me a follow. I'm putting out great stuff. I'm on LinkedIn under Raymond Care. Um, I don't. Facebook is just for family and friends like you. But you know, I'm I'm doing great things with you know Invader Coffee, Rogue American Apparel. I'm a I'm a coffee athlete. You know, check them out. My code cash C A dollar sign H saves some saves you some money. Um, we got so, so many great things going on. Uh, I'm just so fuck, dude. You got me so fucking pumped with with what's going on with the uh, with the uh, speaking uh, hell engagement. Hell yeah, man! I'm so hell pumped. Yeah, hell yeah! Totally, totally. All right, Ray. Listen, we are going to see you in Miami in a few months here, and we're going to pump this up. We're going to create and we're going to redefine what the modern day warrior is all about, man. Thank you for being on. And as always, man, energy across the board. Love it, brother. Okay, sir, it's always an honor and privilege to uh, sit down and talk with you. Thank you so much. Best to you and your family, and I love what you're doing. Thank you. All right, brother. Stay safe. Boom. What a great conversation with Ray Cash Care. Remember, what you learn from these episodes is great if you listen to it, but you must apply it. You must integrate it into your life. This is the way that you're going to make a change. This is a way that you're going to step it up to that next level. Ray Cash Care is going to be at the Conclave of Warriors, downtown Miami, December 1 and 2. You're not going to want to miss this event. It's literally the most powerful event that you're ever going to attend. It's going to inspire you, no doubt about it. But more importantly, it's going to change you forever. My brothers, go grab some tickets right now at conclaveofwarriors.com. That's conclaveofwarriors.com. Until next time, your life may be challenging and full of dangers, but never retreat. Your last battle may be your greatest victory.